my darling. I, oh, shit. I can't get enough of your love, babe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. I can't get enough of your love, babe. Oh, oh, yeah. What am I gonna say? What am I gonna do? Oh, I don't know the words, man. What up, y'all? <laughs> I was stolen. Plugging in uh, headphones to the mic. I didn't even... I, I don't know if that audio picked up. Whatever. I'm probably going to sing that whole song one day and not care what I sound like. Because I sound, I sound really good in the shower. I got some acoustics and shit. But then when I get on the mic, I sound, <laughs> sound crazy, as you just witnessed. Uh, what up, world? PC Podcast, VLG Podcast, back at it, you know what it is. Um, yeah, what's today? It's like Thursday, August August the 8th, I believe, or August the 9th. August the 9th, just to be correct. Here's what it is. Welcome to this episode of, you know, the show I do to, to inform you guys of things that go on in the world that I'm just, you know, that I'm fascinated by. You might not be fascinated by it, but I'm just, uh, you know, I should call this the things I can't believe show if I'm going to keep it a buck with you. But no, 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 no. I started one thing and I'm going to stick to that until I need to switch it. But I got to do some things if I'm going to stick to it. I'll tell you that much. Um <laughs> I do want to start this show, and I said that. I'm glad I picked this note up. Salute. Salute to my drunk uncle, my adopted drunk uncle, uh, Shampoo Heavy, a.k.a. King of All Blacks, um, for that. Uh, <laughs> it's going to sound real suspect when I say it, but I promise you, you have to see it to believe it, of, you know, this, this old nigga looking like a walrus in the shower, Swimming trunks on, singing the oldies on IG. <laughs> listen, I don't, listen, I don't know uh, if you if you know Shammy and you follow Shammy and you you have been a witness to what he does on the mic and on the live stream for IG callers, Time to Hell, Star in the Morning, whatever it is. It's right in line with his, you know. Cooning for dollars, baby. Cooning for dollars. Salute, salute, salute my drunk uncle, Shammy, man. Salute to him. Uh, just the notes. A little, little tidbits that I want to start off. J. Cole, he released the album of the year, Freestyle. And in my opinion, he did have the album of the year. You could debate me all you want or disagree with me, but if we're talking albums complete albums straight through he did have one of them and six lakh as well i don't know if that album came out this year but i just got onto it this year and that album is fucking dope man i think i, I think that's what i sang in that one minute of torture joint but i don't know um he dropped hints that he might be dropping an off-season album to go along that would probably be dope because the KOD tour is about to start as well with a uh, young thug, Jaden Smith, and Earth Gang. That sounds like a dope tour, actually. There's a lot of dope tours going on right now. I need in. Backstage, though. I don't do 
the whole crowd thing, man. Backstage. <laughs> I need in. So uh, the KOD tour, if anybody is listening, that uh, it's not the Up in Smoke, man. The the Wiz and Ray Shreman joint, if you're listening, and definitely that uh, Drake and the Three Amigos tour. I want in on all of those. Backstage only, though. I, I, I don't know if I'm at that level yet, but it would be nice. I'm just throwing it out there into the universe. But, yeah, um, I just read a story. I don't know if it's real, but uh, they stole, they allegedly stole Drake's tour bus in Kansas City, Missouri, for the first night of the tour, which they had to postpone because of offsets, gun and drug charges prior. I don't know if they really stole the bus. The police said they can't file a report being bus might have been repoed on some on some real sideways business thing the bus may have been repoed for all we know um yeah so that's out those three tours though i want in if anybody is listening who can get me in backstage at those tours that would be really nice um yeah thanks thanks in advance for anyone who may be able to facilitate that uh DJ Khaled's no-brainer entered the Billboard 100 Top 5. I have not heard this record at all. I don't really care to. I'm really over all the We The Best stuff and everything else, but people like him, I guess. Uh, And the Made in America tour, which had the whole controversy over them being moved off of the venue that they have now in Philly and having to go somewhere else in Philly. I think they are keeping it in Philadelphia, but this year's lineup includes Pusha T, 6 9 who were just added to the thing. Um, but it includes Little Skies, Daniel Caesar, Nicki Minaj, Post Malone, Meek Mill, Rich the Kid, Little B, and Gunna. I... I only know of a couple of these artists. I have not really. Um, I have not really been. I, I don't. I don't. I don't really do the new music uh, scene too much, just to keep it a buck with you guys. Music and sports, I don't. You know, I don't really rock with too heavy. Yes, that's notes turning in the background because you know. He's <laughs> you know. I got to find out where I'm going after that. You know, that was just a little ratchet stuff. Let me make sure I don't have, I do have some ratchet stuff to uh to report, but I just want to make sure I got I had that ratchet stuff out the way. Just, you know, just in case. But, you know, that was the black ratchet stuff. Now we're going to get into, <laughs> we're going to get into a little white ratchetness. On this fine, hot, muggy Thursday evening, when I read this story, I'm I was I'm not shocked, and this probably happens a lot more than you think it does. Especially if let me tell you the story first, ju- just in case. Um, there was a woman who was speeding. She got you know she got arrested, or she got pulled over because she sped through a stop sign at 60 miles per hour. And um, <laughs> while, while the cops, you know, are questioning her, 
and uh, preparing to arrest her. Because, you know, she blew in the breathalyzer, and uh, the officers say she was slurring her words, and her blood alcohol level was a 0.18%. I believe the DUI limit is 0.08. I don't know. I've never had one, but, yeah, I believe that's the limit. So she was a 0.18, which is, I guess, double the limit. And uh, they found some rolling papers and... uh, believe a little bit of marijuana and she told them she had uh two glasses of wine and some function she was at yeah this lady's name is lauren elizabeth cunshaw and she's a real estate agent all right the story sounds you know pretty straightforward and normal you know until we get to this part and then you know while the officers are preparing to arrest her because She's slurring her words and everything else. She says um, she should be let out of the arrest because she is a clean, thoroughbred white girl. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't make this up, man. This was all over the news and stuff and everything else. And uh, the officer actually says, what, what, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, what he really wanted to say is, like, you, you, you're drunk. What does that have to do with anything? You're a thoroughbred, drunk, white girl. Shit don't have anything to do with that. And then she said, Oh, you're a cop. You should know based on the people that come in this room. And then she proceeded to, you know, try to tell them her boy, like her partner is a cop and all this other, you know, ratchet white stuff, you know. <laughs> I'm not racist, man. I call out black ratchetness and I call out white ratchetness. But this is like typical run-of-the-mill shit. Like, you can't lock me up because, you know. Yo, listen. And this is just one story where the girl actually got arrested and may face some consequences over it, being it's a big news story. But like everything else, um... She'll probably get off way lighter than if it was anybody else. Just that's just the way the justice system rocks. I'm not calling anybody anything. I'm just saying we could all keep it a hundred. That is how the um, justice system rocks. Because you know, I, I I've known some white women who've gotten out of tickets and stuff just by flirting and <laughs> who were drunk. And oh oh oh. Is the kicker. I have been in the car with a um, Caucasian police officer who I knew, you know, and uh, a couple of girls. We were coming from, I don't know, some type of function. I forget what it was. We were were drinking and, you know, whatever. I was with him and he was driving and he's a cop. And I was like, yeah, we're in your your neck of the woods. So I know um, I'm I'm Gucci right now. I'm all right. Nevertheless, we get pulled over. He opens up his wallet to show the cop his driver's license. And I guess the cop saw whatever. I'm not going to disclose too much information, but cops have identification that they carry in their wallet. And once they show that, they are good. As I went on, as I told y'all about the side piece badges and all the other stuff. Yeah, needless to say, like we were drunk and we were speeding, but. 
we got told, you know, okay, have a good night. Just be safe and slow it down. So, you know, once you see or you are actually a witness to the different ways the law can work, when you read stories like this, it's just like, yeah, this is normal shit. Like, if this was anywhere else, like, if this was in Boston, Massachusetts, or in Alabama, or somewhere down south, they probably would have let this rock. I'm just keeping it a buck with y'all. Um, <laughs> I'm not being sexist before I say this. Women have breasts, and that 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 gets them out of a lot of stuff. In terms of situations like this, listen, we've all seen videos of women flirting with cops and the cops being accused of taking blowjobs to get out of tickets and um, just other stuff like that. So, like as I said, the story is not one in a million. It was just something that caught my eye. A nice thoroughbred white girl. Nigga, you're drunk. You're drunk. Cut it out. <laughs> Oh man, this is why they couldn't let me be a police officer. Cause I just like, yo, you, you drunk? Like, like, just just take take the L. You call the L tonight. You gotta take that, man. A clean, thoroughbred white girl. The nerve, man. Listen, if we can all acknowledge there is a white privilege, we'll all be much better off as a nation. This was a, an example of the white privilege card. It was just not accepted. It got rejected in this case. Uh, she must have been a dub. <laughs> the officer was like, nah, you, you, you're drunk and you're ugly. Like, just, just put these cuffs on and get in the car. <laughs> yeah. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. But um, um, listen, it's funny, man. I don't care what you say. Um, and then, you know, on to some, you know, let's move back to, uh, let's just call this the system in place ratchetness, or I don't even know what to call it. It's not black or white ratchetness. This is just, uh, this is just, uh, you know, when money rules everything, this is what happens. There were 13 UNC football players who got suspended because they were selling school-issued custom Air Jordans. Yeah, yeah, just think about it. When I read the story, I'm like, wait, what? When they said UNC players, I'm thinking the basketball players, you know, selling their sneakers or whatever. Yo, either way you put it, I understand the hustle. You got to eat, yo. What are you going to do? And you sitting on custom J's, you know what the market is for those right now? Like, you could probably, you get an easy 200 come up off selling some custom J's to somebody. Especially UNC issue joints in the town. You probably make a crazy come up, especially out of town, probably even more. But, um, yeah, so these football team guys got busted. The school actually found out and the coaches and the, the players, I guess, came forward and admitted to the whole thing, and um, it was just, it's just crazy. Let me just notate. I like I stopped watching college sports years ago because 
I don't understand. Like, they don't, they can't, listen, <laughs> the NCAA Final Four is worth, it, it rakes in over a billion dollars. The college football playoffs championship rakes in probably about the same, probably about a billion. I, I could be wrong on that figure, but I know the March Madness figure is completely correct. And they they always say, the defense is, you know, they have a scholarship, we give them education, they can't. Like, our, it was something about the players getting, like, the players were getting tattoos in exchange for autographed jerseys or something like that, and then they got in trouble and they suspended the players. And I'm like, yo, what kind of slave shit is this? Like, they make no money, the players, that is. They make no money off their jersey sales. They make, they're not allowed to profit off their autographs. They don't want them, and now you, you can't sell sneakers online, which is a common thing if you're a sneakerhead. I'm not a sneakerhead. I'm just going to throw that out there. But this is what I thought first off when reading the story. I'm like, wait, yo, selling sneakers is a common practice online, but they are in violation. It's a violation of NCAA rules, but what are they really violating? That that's what that's all I'm trying to figure out. I mean, granted, if they take the scholarship, they can't profit off their name, their likeness, their image, nothing. But the NCAA can put them in video games, um, profit off their jersey sales, pimp them out, and make them play in playoff games. Let's keep it a buck, man. Like, what? When are these kids studying? All the college athletics. I'm not insulting anybody or throwing shots at any college athlete out there. If you got a scholarship, do your thing, get your get your degree. But if they are on a traveling team, the classes, and you're a superstar, the classes, there's a way around all that. Granted, I've seen numerous YouTube videos and things of that nature that document these things and how one college football player got his degree in underwater basket weaving or <laughs> I don't know if he got his degree in that but that was a class that they made him take it was it was weird like if you if you look into college sports you will see how like just crazy it is to be a part of it and then one part documented how if the player gets injured, he has the potential to lose his scholarship, and then he can't go to school. But by that time, the NCAA has probably already made thousands or thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars off of that player, and then he no longer gets a free education because he got injured. So when I read stories like this, it's just like, wait, so they can't. They won't pay them or give them a stipend of any kind in terms of rewarding them for putting their bodies on the line and sacrificing for the sake of the school. But 
but when it comes to stuff like this, they can't. If they are hustling, they can't profit off of. I guess school issue stuff. It's just weird, man. It's a whole quagmire. I remember somebody was suing the NCAA and EA Sports because they were using them. I think Edward O'Bannon. I think it was because they were using his image in um the college hoops basketball game, whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called, but um yeah. So it's a whole big thing where they kind of have to. They need to pay those kids, man. Like to keep it a buck. Give, it'll give them. I think that they're putting things in place now where they're trying to circumvent the whole college system with like the the big three and uh whatever little far balls. Uh, the BBL, the Big Baller League. I don't know what it's called, but whatever his league is, that's a option for like high school players to skip the college system and possibly get paid for to play in a league instead of having to go overseas which is a another viable option um sorry i just had to I just belch um yeah and then uh, the, the NCAA just put out some rule the other day where uh they were to allow some high school juniors or something like that to sign to agents I guess as a way to skip, I don't know. They're just trying to get around, pretty much, paying these college players. But you know, you suspended them for selling Jordans, man. Like, let those young men hustle, please. Like, you don't want them to starve because the meal plan ain't enough. And oh yeah, I got this fast food and stuff on the campuses now. Listen, they got every fast food restaurant there is, and um, on these college campuses now. If you really want to keep it all the way a buck. And then uh yeah, it's just some you know, this is just this is just stuff I found just, you know, ratchet. It was just, you know, just crazy. Just, just you know. And while here's another example of the way the justice system works. We gotta follow this story really just to see how it pans out before I could really say this is how the justice system works, but for a large number of people, if you've ever been involved or put through any part of the justice system, you're like, wait, yo, this shit is it's backwards, man. But uh, we have a police chief in uh, California who is disgusted, embarrassed, and dejected and, and hurt. He said he was hurt to learn that his son was... A suspect in an attack on a 71-year-old Sheik man. If you don't know, Sheik is a... I, I want to say subsection of the Indian culture or one of the sections of the Indian culture. But, you know, dumb... Dumb racist people will confuse them for... They would just call them a terrorist just because of their skin tone and the way they dressed. But they don't know the difference it's really ridiculous but yeah this is a police sergeant's son and uh the man was just walking on the street and then he was just violently attacked and they're trying to uh figure out whether the motive for the attack was was it a hate crime 
or was it a robbery? But it, uh, yeah, that's what they're trying to figure out. And um, on the video, that like the video was caught on a nearby security camera, and the police chief's son, the police chief, his name is Daryl McAllister. So we'll just call this this douchebag McAllister Jr. or whatever, whatever his name is. But he's seen, he's in the video, and uh, he's seen kicking the man in the head while he's down, which is this is somebody's grandfather that he's doing this to. And, uh, yo, when I read the story, I'm like, wait, what? Like, first off, I was just, I was more into the part of, you know, the fact that it was a police chief's son caught up. <laughs> caught up in this stuff, because, yeah, he got to feel, like, listen, I'm not saying they, uh, the way things go now with the police, say, just say that the police would have shot him because they were scared for his life. How would that officer feel about the way police work is done, being his son was a victim of dying at the hands of the police? Uh, uh, this is a very weird hypothetical that I'm just throwing out there for you because I, I just, I guess just... The story is just crazy, man. It's kicking, kicking somebody's grandfather in the head, uh, and I'm, and then I'd be fucked up for being like, yo, I hope, I, I hope it was a robbery, and I, <laughs> I hope it wasn't a hate crime. I hope they were. I hope he was doing it because he like he needed another, like he needed another bag of dope or something because he's strung out. And here's where I'm wrong is because. Part of me saying that is just because that would make the story even more interesting. Being a police chief's son is strung out on some shit, and uh, his daddy's the fucking chief of police. That's real awkward walking into the station house and uh, what does this Merrill say? Michael Anthony, <laughs> Michael Anthony, get the needle out y'all. Fuck you, mom. I'm dope sick. I need I, I need this hit to feel better. I need to get well. <laughs> so I can go go steal some shit to get some more dope. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just went off on a tangent. But uh yeah, see, yeah, yeah, then I'm the fucked up one. But uh, yeah. I uh, listen, I hope it was a robbery and not a hate crime, and I hope the uh seventy one year old man gets better. But this was not the only attack on a Sikh, a Sikh man in the area. Another 50-year-old Sikh man was attacked last week in this part of California. I should have, I should have written down what part of California this was. And uh, uh yeah, Michael Anthony McAllister. That's what we're gonna call this kid. I'm stealing that from Jesus and Mero. My, Michael Anthony McAllister. Uh, anyway, his father says he ran away with a bad crowd, and then uh, he had to serve a three-month stint in juvenile hall, and the son hasn't been home in seven months, so he's basically just, you know, all over the place. Allegedly, he might be, you know, strung out on some shit or hooked on some pills or 
whatever it is these kids do these days. Uh, <laughs> Michael Anthony McAllister. I I should be I should be ashamed of myself, man. <laughs> yeah, but just yeah. Listen, reading all of this and just knowing, um, just knowing or stories, uh, knowing people who are related to law enforcement or the court system, and just analyzing the whole thing. If you really want to keep it a buck, pastors, police officers, and people who run in the court system, their kids do some of the most wild shit you could imagine. And they do it based off the strength that they already know there's only a certain amount of trouble that the, their parents will allow them to be in. Especially being that, oh, my dad's a cop or my dad's a judge or, you know, my father's a pastor or my father's a lawyer. Like, they do the most shit. Like, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying all of them. But the ones I know have done some crazy, crazy shit and gotten away with it, man. Um, and when you have money and you are connected to the right people, you know, stuff like this happens. So <laughs> I don't know the extent or, you know, I was surprised to read that the kid had actually been in juvenile hall being his dad is the chief of police. I guess they're estranged, or they gotta be, because no father who got pulled would let his son go through some shit like that. Just off top, that's just off the top of my head. But yeah, man, Michael Anthony McAllister. Um, stop, yo, listen, <laughs> stop robbing people and stop being racist. All right, Michael Anthony McAllister, Police Chief Daryl McAllister's son in Northern California. Don't don't be racist and you know stop allegedly robbing old people for money for your next bag of heroin. You you, you piece of shit. <laughs> I don't even know this guy, and I gotta I gotta watch I gotta watch out next time I go to Cali. Uh, make sure I don't run into McAllister Senior because based off you know what his son does, he's he's probably a piece of shit too. Probably a piece of, he's probably a dirty cop for all I know, man. I, I don't know, allegedly. This is all alleged. I don't want to get sued for no dumb shit. Uh, no, it lasts. I'm not even going to say lastly because I might touch on some other stuff after this. But uh, this was up in, uh, in my region of the world. This, it was in uh, Valhalla, New York, which is in Westchester County, New York. This was a story that I just read, and I was like, yo, this this world is crazy. But then I, I don't, then I don't know. I don't know. Um, in Westchester Medical Center in Valhalla, New York, yesterday, there was a murder-suicide, or that's what the cops are telling us, was that there was a murder-suicide. A 
man in his 70s went to, I guess, go see, go check on his wife. And, uh, yeah, and it, like, there's no way, there's no way to stretch the story out, man. But, uh, they were, apparently he went in there, shot her, killed himself. And, um, it had a the hospital, like, people were, uh, scrambling, the doctors, nurses, they didn't know what was happening. There was no announcement of the details of the shooting on the loudspeaker or any type of, just basic, there was no lockdown of the hospital when it went down. And when I first read it, I, my brain just went left and I was like, what kind of, is this some sort of, you know, part of the big plot going on in the world? But then I read, like, when the news report said, they were just like, oh, it was a murder-suicide because his wife's health was failing. And I guess, you know, he just wanted to stop her suffering or whatever. Yeah. And now he stopped both of their sufferings. That's some deep shit, man. Like, that's, that's love. If it was for the reasons that they're stating... That's love, and there's nothing wrong with that. There should be a more peaceful way for for this process to happen. Just to keep it a buck, man. Like, like there's no like at first in my head, I'm like, yo, damn, was was it like was he angry? Was it like a hostile thing where he was just like, this bitch is always in the hospital. I gotta get. <laughs> but that, that's when I read like that's yo. I'm not laughing at the situation, but that was when I initially heard the reports and they were just like shots fired in the hospital. And I was like, damn, I ain't know what was going on. And that's why I was like, was he trying to end her suffering or was he trying to end both of their suffering? That's where my brain immediately went because I was, you know, sometimes, sometimes I'm a, I'm a little off in the head like that. But... I guess it was assisted suicide by gun, by gunshot, I guess you could call it. It it was just, you know, listen, there's more stories like this than you know, and there's more people seeking assisted suicide than you would ever imagine just to keep it all the way true with, with everybody. Yeah, there is, you know, there is a lot of that. I've seen numerous documentaries on the assisted suicide problem or what they're trying to figure out is like, oh, here's the dumb side of the reasoning being I don't really believe in much. Is like, oh, is it God's choice to end a life or can the human have a choice in that in terms of the assisted suicide thing? Uh, uh, listen, if you're going to let people, I'm not throwing shade at anybody, but if you're going to let people do whatever they want to do, like in terms of everybody is accepted for who they are and everything else, this has to be something that is allowed and is an option for people. 
So it's one of those things where it was just a crazy story when I heard it. And I'm like, damn, yo, in Westchester? Yeah, and another part of me was like, yo, is this some part of part of the agenda? Because I know, I think tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow's the last day for Walmart in White Plains, which is like a good 20 minutes from there. And I'm like, yo, is this part of the push? And they're going to convert that into a prison center because, uh, yeah, conspiracy theorists, my ass, whatever. But that's where my brain went. But then it's really just an assisted suicide thing in the long run. So, yeah, there wasn't you know, anything crazy. That was just something that caught my attention. And now I'm sitting here thinking, like, something fucking wrong with my brain. Like, how do I... <laughs> I really... Uh, yeah, they put it out. When they first put it out, they were like, oh, shots fired at Westchester Medical Center. They made it seem like it was like a Las Vegas type thing going down. Oh, that's Maybe that's just where my head went. Maybe I'm sick in the head or something. Um, and I might be sick in the head because my my final opinion on the whole assisted suicide thing is I often think, and I have this discussion, with people who I know and I happen to have this rapport with is I'm like, yo, do I, like, I'm like, yo, you really want to be 80? Or like, do you really, like, you really want to be like 92? And it's like, yeah, yeah I, I want to be, we all got stipulations to that. It's like, yo, I want to be 92, but only if I have all my, you know, like have my all my wits and my faculties about me, and I can still be somewhat self-sufficient. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, even if my dick don't work, I'll I'll take ninety-two if I have all my faculties and and somewhat self-sufficient. But then there's the flip side of that where it's like, yo, you you want to be ninety-two and bedridden and you know stuck with some health aide who comes and beats you with a slipper and just does all type of foul shit all to you because, you know, your kid ain't around and you, you ain't got no wife and a whole bunch of other shit. Or you want to be suffering and, and you know... Listen. <laughs> I, I was... The, I'm, I'm going to stop the point I was on to say that the one reason why I, like at some point I may get married is because I don't want to die somewhere and like be on a couch with my dick in my hand for like five days before they find me and I'll be stinking up the place and everything. I don't want that to happen. So I have to, I'm going to have to have somebody to cohabitate with and preferably a female. But do I really want to be, you know, 40 years in with a chick and be 92 and she's still around nagging me and shit and just stopping me from doing shit and or 92 walking around with a diaper or could hardly walk, or just, you know. Like, at some point, I would like, I, I'm going to have a choice, or we all have a choice in the matter, in terms of, you know, in terms of when we will go. Because there are things we do every day to either speed up or prolong the process of death, which is inevitable for all of us. I'm, I'm sorry if I have to put it blunt. 
or is this show that grim? I'm just telling you, like, yo, we all gonna die. It's no, not a big fucking deal. But it's just the nature. It's just the the fact that the matter is. Now, listen, I used to joke and be like, yeah, no, my dick don't work. You know, just just that's it for me. I'm done. But then I have more to live for than sex. So I, <laughs> that is definitely not something that I want to happen. So it's just. Listen, if I'm walking around and I'm I'm just sickly and I'm dead and I'm suffering, like I'm suffering if I'm like dying a slow death, like, yeah, I don't want to do all that and like put people who care about me through like pain and suffering just because I'm not ready to go yet, but I'm already partially gone. Yo, this show is grim as shit. I ain't know it was going to be like this, but... Yeah, it's just like yo, do like do I really do I really want to be ninety two? So this is why I understand like you know, the assisted suicide aspect of it to keep it a hundred with you guys. Um, yeah, it's gonna end on a really, really morbid note. Uh, yeah, that's what, that's what it is. That's how the show ends, you know, on a really, really morbid note. I, I don't I don't want to be 92 in a pamper. Uh, I don't know what the tap-out age is, but listen, if people want a choice and when they have to go, I say give them that choice. Yeah, really grim fucking ending, but, you know, at least it ain't no FEMA shit and it wasn't no, I just can't, I don't want to come to the hospital to visit her no more type shit. Because he offed himself, too. This is my sick, twisted mentality that you are becoming a witness to. So this is my, listen, from my perspective, that is how things go. Um, Yo, salute to JM on IG. Uh, Salute to the little bro from State Farm, yo. Always 100, little bro. Uh, Yeah, that's it, man. That's my salutes for the night. This has been... PC Podcast, VOG Podcast. I sound like Barry White in the shower. When I'm in front of the mic, I sound like Ice JJ Fish. Ain't that about a bitch? Uh, That's it, people. Peace out. Uh, Keep shooting. 100.